Hi everyone, welcome to Fire the Cannon Podcast. This is the podcast where we love books and we love our moms. It's Mother's Day, so we decided to do something a bit different. In this episode, your two hosts, Rachel and Jackie, and your producer, me, Theo. We each have one-on-one conversations with our birth moms, and we talk about what books they read to us when we were kids, among other things. If you like Jackie, Rachel, and Theo lore, this is a pretty lore-heavy episode, so look forward to some exclusive behind-the-scenes VIP details. Alright, let's begin. I wonder whose mom we'll meet first. Hey everybody, welcome to my section of this Fire the Cannon episode. I'm Theo, I'm the producer, and I have a special guest with me. I'm Nell, I'm Theo's mom. Yeah, and so the the theme of this episode is we're all talking to our mothers, and we're we're talking about books that our moms read to us when we were kids, or, or books we read together. It can be whatever, really. But the most important thing is that our section of this episode is going to be better than Jackie's or Rachel's. You don't like that? Well, you can say it if you want, but that might not be true. (laughs) What do you mean? I mean, that might not be true. Well, I'm just saying we have the best mom and the best child. So it's like, how could we lose? Definitely have the best child. I agree with that. Oh, but I should mention this is a Mother's Day episode. So happy Mother's Day, mom. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) <laughs> I love that song. Uh, yeah. Uh, happy holidays. Happy Mother's Day. We Yeah, we should do a parody version of that song. I think you should do that. I love your songs. I love your songs. Theo Anthony. Love that song, too. <laughs> when did you hear that song? When did I hear that song? Um, Rachel yeah. and Jackie came and sang it to us in our living room one time. Oh, right. Who's the best Theo at Oberlin? <laughs> Theo Anthony. <laughs> do you know the whole story behind that? I know that you later, because we talked about it later, and um, you saw him on the street and you like waved to him. And he looked at <laughs> you like, who's that? Yeah, he had no idea who I was. I'll just fill everybody in on that story. When I went to Oberlin, there was an anonymous message board. So anybody could write anything about anyone. And that's really what happened. It was all just people gossiping about each other. Um, and so then when I was hanging out with Rachel and Jackie one time, they asked on the message board, who's the best Theo at Oberlin. I don't know if I even got a single vote. Everybody was just talking about this guy, Theo Anthony. So then we ended up writing us. This is where it gets weird. We ended up writing a song about him, about how much better he was than me. And then we recorded the song and then we posted it on his Facebook wall, which that was a step too far, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, he just like kind of ignored you. But it was just so funny. Who's the best um, Theo at, Aunt, uh, at Oberlin? It just kept on going. And then the answer was Theo Anthony. And the, the, the really sad thing is, is I, I, I think my sense of humor is one of my strong suits. But then everyone was like, Theo Anthony, he's hilarious. Theo Anthony, he makes me laugh so hard. So I was like, gosh, this guy's better than me at something that I actually feel proud of. It's not like he's better at like you know reading books just imagine if theo anthony was recording with his mom how good would that be that would be awesome well we don't know do we (laughs) well okay so we should get into the actual meat of the thing do you have you been thinking about this have you been thinking about i've been thinking a lot about it oh because um, you had told me that you don't remember anything 
from before we used to read on the bed when Frank used to go, he would go teach Tai Chi and you and Seth and I would lie on the bed and read. Yeah. But I know of a lot of books we read before that. Uh, yeah, and let's cover this. But yeah, I guess since you, you brought that up, I think we should just talk about that a little bit now. Yeah, my brother Seth and I would like sit on the bed with you. You read us Harry Potter, some of the Harry Potter books, right? And then Oh, yeah. Ender's Game. And also... Um, I remember Ender's Game because I loved his friend Bean. I remember sitting on the bed with, with you and Seth. And I, I remember that fondly. I also remember we used to like massage your feet Thank as you. you would read. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know if we should mention that, if that would be weird. I know. I'm not... Do you think that's a weird thing? <laughs> I loved it so much. I guess I should ask Jackie and yeah, Rachel. Yeah, if that's weird if you massage my feet but my feet hurt because i have arthritis my feet hurt <laughs> i mean we'll find out if it was weird after we release the episode i guess <laughs> okay or ask them if we should say that but i loved it and also sometimes seth would massage it and you would read and you'd massage and i oh right i forgot we, we switched would... off yeah yeah i remember one time when we were, when you were reading to us and seth and i were kind of goofing off and then you were like you guys aren't listening and we were like yeah we are yeah we are <laughs> which we weren't. And then you said, well, what did I just read? And I happened to be able to recall like the last five words of what you said. So then I just said them back to you, but I had like not taken in like the last two pages of it or something like that. Yeah. And so at the time you were just like, uh, okay. And then you kept going. And then what you were saying, I was like, I'm totally lost now. <laughs> I got lost too when you guys were massaging my feet and I go like, <laughs> That was nice. Yeah, I remember. Those were very fond times. Like, we'd finish dinner, Frank would go off and teach Tai Chi, and that's when we would read together. Yeah. And that was nice. See, I wonder if I would like reading more if people massaged my feet while I read. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> I was going like, want to read tonight? Want to read tonight? <laughs> Mom, we've been reading every night. <laughs> Mom, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. We have school in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but. yeah, I mean, you used to, you read a lot, I remember, like, just by yourself. I was a reader. And also, yeah. you forget, but so were you, Theo. Remember those big, gigantic chapter books that you would get check out from the library? and The, the Redwall books? Yeah, and the librarians were, like, you weren't even up to my waist. Like, I had to, like, it was my library card. I had to go with you and do that. And they were so impressed with you. Mm. But then you just stopped reading. But you loved, you were crazy crazy reader. I think it got harder for me. I don't know. It's just that at some point, I feel like I just have so many thoughts constantly that I get distracted immediately if I start reading. Like I, I'll get... You have a lot going on. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It's strange. I mean, I'm able to focus on composing, you know, without doing that, but... I, I mean, I bet it was true in elementary school too, but I remember in middle school even, it was, you know, I would read a sentence or two and then one word would just remind me of some memory. I would, it would call back some memory and then I would just think about that memory for 10 minutes with a book in my hand and not actually read anymore. Lots of people do that. Yeah, at some point it just, I couldn't focus on it anymore. I definitely do that. But I'm, I'm curious, I mean, do you, I feel like you don't, uh, read as much as you used to. No, because I listen to my phone yeah. and podcasts. I'm a podcast crazy person. I listen to everything <laughs> you guys do. I listen to everything you and Dan, uh, um, Joseph do. I 
listen to podcasts at the wazoo. <laughs> I, I do while I'm working. You can do other things while you listen to a podcast, but with reading, it's basically all you can do is read at the same time. Yeah. I think that's also something I struggle with because I have this feeling that I need to be productive all the time. Yeah, that's exactly me too. Yes. I need to be making joy, making joy, making joy, painting, <laughs> painting, painting, making joy. Yeah. Do, do you think that comes from just you, you literally have to be working all the time to make enough for all the like galleries and stuff that ask you for jewelry? Well, yeah, that's what's true. But I'm not working all the time because I'm also going out with friends and going to mm. openings. And you know, I have another life also. Right. But when I'm not doing anything else, that's what I'm doing. Right. But you want to talk about reading in your younger life? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I want to tell this story. Because I, I did, I planned. There was this one time when Grandma and Granddaddy came over. Do you remember these books? Oh, the big, yeah, like dinosaur books. Do you remember these books? <laughs> yeah. You remember those books? Definitely. Yeah, so she's holding up books that are about, I don't know, probably like 11 by 17, and there's she's probably one, bigger. The, there's the one beginner, and then there's one history, and then there's one like, I stopped reading to you, and you read it by yourself. It was like that. The dinosaur books? Yes. these We read them all the time in The Lazy Boy. And there was one time when Grandma and Granddaddy were at our house. Uh-huh. And Granddaddy and Seth and Frank had gone off into another room. And I was reading to you in The Lazy Boy trying to put you to sleep. Uh-huh. And Grandma was in the sitting on the couch. And I said, you, were point, you like to point to the dinosaurs and me tell you what they were. Mm. So I was going like, Velociraptor, Allosaurus. Ankylosaurus, Triceratops, Baryonyx, Stegosaurus. <laughs> uh-huh. My mom goes like this, sitting on the couch. She goes like, now, you know your dinosaur name so well. And I just felt so <laughs> proud. I was like, so <laughs> proud. But by the time we got to the third book, I couldn't help you anymore. You just uh, Pachylosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> You why did you, you you felt proud because your your mom was impressed is that what you mean or because my mom was impressed yes. but before that you probably didn't consider it something to be proud of knowing your dinosaurs so well no well I was just going I just told you what the names of them were as you pointed to them because you couldn't <laughs> read yet <laughs> yeah for somehow I had totally forgotten about that. We had so many dinosaur books and I just read them over and over. We did dinosaurs all the time. Uh, <laughs> and do you remember yeah. how many dinosaurs you guys had and we uh, fixed up Duplo environments and okay. Mm. Remember Purdy? Do you remember Purdy? <laughs> So, audience, my mom has visual aids for all of these things. So, Purdy. I still have Purdy. Purdy is a, I guess, Brontosaurus. No, it's a Brachiosaurus. Okay. Does Brachiosaurus. I remember one of those doesn't exist anymore or something. Well, maybe he doesn't. But back then, Seth asked for it for Christmas, and I looked all over everywhere, and I finally found. Purdy. And it and it's pink. Wait, Purdy is a he? She's a she. Oh, okay. See her face? Yeah, with a name like Purdy. That sounds like a female name, right? Purdy. She's the only dinosaur I kept. I kept Purdy because that's who I always was. I was always the Purdy character. So we would make like buildings and stuff with the with the Duplos? With Duplos, with those big Duplos. More like fences and spaces that you could walk mm. in and out of with doors. Right. You don't remember that? I mean, I remember Purdy. And I remember you would always be Purdy. I'd always be Purdy. You guys (laughs) were everybody. I was Purdy. Did I ever get jealous? Like I wanted to be Purdy? Nobody ever tried to take Purdy from me. No, you guys had all the rest of the dinosaurs. And also you guys were fighting and stuff and Purdy never fought. We were making the dinosaurs fight each other? Yeah. Were all the other dinosaurs male? I don't 
don't know if they were your dinosaurs. They were y'all's dinosaurs. I don't know. I tried. I just tried to get along. Wait. So how did how did you play with us if we were make if we were just over there making them fight and you were Purdy who wouldn't fight? Well, I'd say, why don't we all just try to get along? <laughs> <laughs> and we'd consider that. Hmm. Maybe we should. And then we'd immediately go back to making them fun. And then I'd get up and you guys would do your thing, whatever. That's so funny about the dinosaur books. Yeah. Those dinosaur books take up a ton of real estate. They're so big. <laughs> you read them like crazy, though. You were always in those dinosaur books. And they're the first one, the book of dinosaurs for beginners. Mm -hmm. You know how Rachel says her spines are pristine? Mm. That spine is like used out the was <laughs> and then the second one is kind of too but the third one i you had learned how to read so it's kind of pristine uh, we weren't opening it every day or maybe it was just that i was more gentle with the books than you were or maybe we weren't opening it every day and it was just you okay that could have been it <laughs> no i'm just kidding there's no as like a child there's no way i was more gentle with possessions than you were <laughs> can i tell just this cute little story about when you were little yeah sure okay so when Theo was little, I used to get into his bunk bed, and, and so did Frank. We took turns getting into your bunk bed. You were on the bottom, and we'd read you books. Mm -hmm. And you had a bottle, and you'd be drinking your bottle, and we'd read a book, and you'd fall asleep. And it was very nice. But then about on Monday, one Monday, we said to you, Theo, when Sunday comes, you're not going to have a bottle anymore. And you said, okay. <laughs> and so then on Wednesday, we said, don't forget. Theo, on Sunday, you're not going to have a bottle anymore. And you said, okay. And so then on Saturday, we said, so tomorrow, you're not going to have a bottle anymore. Like the whole time we were reading books, reading books, reading books, and you were falling asleep. And so then Sunday came and you said, wait, where's my bottle? And I said, remember, you're not going to have a bottle anymore. And you said, oh, okay. And that was literally the end of the bottle. <laughs> do, do most kids have separation anxiety with their bottles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had the easiest story of any of my friends. So you were like preparing for a storm. I was preparing for a storm. And I said, remember, you're not going to have a bottle anymore. And you said, oh, okay. And you just listened to the story. And then you went to sleep. And I was like, I went out to Frank. I was like, what the, what? But I think we were reading something like Follow That Truck or Pokey Little Puppy, you know, something like that. Do you remember those at all? I remember the titles. I remember, I, for some reason, I thought Follow That Truck was more Seth's thing. Seth used to sleep with Follow My Truck. He used to take it to bed with him every night. <laughs> he literally <laughs> slept with a book. He still does it. He still sleeps with Follow My Truck. <laughs> Follow This Truck. Yeah. But the Pokey Little Puppy, I'm going to tell another story, was, um, and you can edit anywhere, but when we used to go to the grocery <laughs> store when you guys were little, yeah. instead of getting candy, if you behaved well, I would get you a golden book. Do you remember that at all? And those are the ones that they're kind of, they're shaped like a square and they have on the spine, it's like... It's golden. Okay. And they were just like cheap little old things. But there was this one called the Pokey Little Puppy that I loved because... Seth was a little bit older than you, mm -hmm. and you were just young, and you were always poking around behind us. And I could, and I always say, "Come on, you pokey little puppy!" <laughs> I call people pokey little puppy all the time now, but that's from those golden books that you got at the grocery store. Come on, pokey little puppy! Do people know what you're talking about when you call them that? No. <laughs> Do you mind? No. <laughs> It's so, not like a famous book or anything. But <laughs> so it's more just for you. That person's a pokey little puppy. I, I think it's cute. 
I didn't go. I don't go pokey little puppy. I go like, come on, pokey little puppy. <laughs> so I don't the, go like pokey little puppy. I'm not judging. <laughs> 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 I say that to cars in front of me. I they're really slow. I go like this. Come on, you pokey little puppy. Oh, that's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> what a what a sweet form of road rage. Kinda, yeah. So the, the pokey little puppy was just about a dog that couldn't walk fast enough. Well, all its family was older than them, and they could just go along. And then the pokey little puppy was just like. Like you, as a toddler, Seth was older than you, and we were just going like this, and I turned around and said, come on, pokey little puppy. <laughs> I love it. Do you have any more stories? Um, Let me check my notes. <laughs> I love that you took notes. Okay, I do have one more story. Okay. So I got this really good advice for anybody that's going to become a mom and reading. All right. Like I had had Seth, and we had gotten up and taken turns and gone to the crib all the time to read the books and make, you know, comfort the kid. But then right before you were born, somebody said, can I tell you a secret? And I said, what's that? And he's, and she said, you know how you read to your kid, your first kid with the books and everything? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you're not going to be able to do that when you have two kids. You're going to have to hold them both in your lap. And what you're going to do is you're going to make up stories. You're going to tell stories. Hmm. And by that time we were going over to Darcy's house where what was Dasher and what was the brown and black black maid? A oh, little bit. Little two bit. horses. So I would tell stories about Dasher and Little Bit and the adventures that Andrew and Tristan and Seth and Theo would go on. And you guys were fine with it. You guys were fine with it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I just made up stories like that girl told me to at Fesso for the Eno. Because you can't do it because it's too much to like hold the book and have the two kids. It's too much to hold for the book and wiggly kids and everything. Wiggly kids. It's good advice if anybody, because you have young friends who might be having babies. It's a good it's good advice. Right. Well, I mean, what were the stories like? Were they, were they the well, sort of... You guys were always being bad. You guys were always going off on adventures and you were getting on Dasher and getting on a little bit and you guys were riding off and we didn't know where you went. Like I was making it adventurous. Well, that must be why I'm so bad now. I didn't know you were bad. You put it in my head. Are you that bad? I, should be. Mm. I didn't know you were bad. <laughs> what are you doing? I go get on other people's horses and I ride away and <laughs> no one knows where I am. It was really good advice. And now I know where that behavior comes from. <laughs> This is like therapy. I don't believe you. Hmm. I don't. So, I mean, so that's interesting. So when were you reading the dinosaur books to me? Was that after Seth got a little older? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see. That's when you were very young. You Like, you were a baby. Okay. And we were going over to, um, I don't think that you had ridden horses yet, but Seth had. It was like that. Mm, right. Yeah. Do you have any other stuff on your notes? Is this good? Yeah, I think this is good. Don't mess with me, Theo. What do you mean? Don't edit it to make you... Look stupid. <laughs> Okay, cool. I think this is good stuff. And I think people will be charmed by you. Do you think you can find 15 minutes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, good. We got a lot of good stuff in here. Okay, good. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, and I bet this is better than Rachel or Jackie's. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> does Jackie's mom listen to the podcast? I don't think she does, actually. Her dad listens religiously. Oh, yeah, her dad, her dad. I like her dad. I like her dad. <laughs> this isn't for the podcast or anything, but when they came over, I don't know why you weren't there, but I think one of them played the banjo. I think it was um, Rachel and Jackie. They both sang the song about um, Theo Anthony, and it was so funny like frank and i were just like laughing our heads off i don't think you were there the two of them came over to our house and i wasn't there maybe you were there maybe you were playing the banjo probably you were playing the banjo the ukulele ukulele yeah probably, yeah, probably. 
there's no reason they should be over at our house, except in the say, give me a sticker because my cup is leaking now and I need another sticker. Oh, shoot. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Mike, it's not the sticker. The sticker is perfect. Yeah. But the cup is Fire the Cannon makes good stickers. You hear that? Awesome stickers. <laughs> I'm not complaining about the sticker. It's my cup. That wore out before the sticker. All right, we need to get you a new sticker. Yes, please. So you're just gonna have to up your payment on Patreon, and then we can get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. I think this is good. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Love you. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. There's you another one. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to Jackie and Rachel's moms too. Yeah. Yeah. You gave some good mothering advice too about telling the stories. So I think all around this was a great segment. Thanks, Theo. Yeah. I was a little nervous about it, but I was so glad it was just you. Yeah. And you can edit everything. Yeah. <laughs> You're very natural. I guess I'll just say, I hope you all loved meeting my mom. Now we're going to move on to the next segment. Okay. And I'll say this one last thing, too. Oh, okay. That you can put before. Okay. I love you, Rachel and Jackie. Wow, that was a great conversation with a mom. It made us laugh and cry. Let's move on to our next mom. All right. So I'm Jackie. I'm Nancy. Nancy is my mom. I am. Do you remember giving birth to me? I do. It was a long time ago, though. Yeah, but I still remember. Oh, okay. How was it? Do you want the details? We're starting at the beginning. We need to get lots of content. Okay, yeah. Start with how I made you lay in bed for three months first, though. Oh, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, so you were due October 7th, I believe. It was our first summer in North Carolina. It was very hot. We had just bought a house, and I thought it would be fun to cut the grass with a push mower. I thought it'd be fun. Well, the grass needed to be cut, (laughs) and we had a push mower. (laughs) Like your dad working a lot. So I cut the grass and I guess I got overheated or something and went into preterm labor. In like August? Um, It was the end of July, I believe. Holy crap. Yeah, it was about... You trying to kill me with that lawnmower? It was like, no, mid, mid-July. mid I want to say mid-July. Oh my God. I was a fetus. Yeah. And then, so yeah, I started getting kind of crampy. So I went to the hospital and yeah. And so then for the next, I want to say six weeks. And I was out there. I was like waving. I was like, hey. Yeah. So I had to be on some medicine that I had to take, I think, every four hours. So I had to like wake up in the middle of the night. Man, what the crap. Yeah. And I laid in bed for six weeks. Well, now I would love to lay in bed for six weeks. Was I worth it? Of course you were worth it. Did you ever think sometimes if I was being a little shit, were you like, I should have just kept mowing the lawn? No. (laughs) So then on the morning of September 30th, about 1230, I went into labor. For realsies. For real. And I kept telling the nurse, I was like, yeah, it really hurts. It really hurts. She's like, oh, your first baby takes a long time. (laughs) And she said, let me check you. And she's like, oh, you're almost ready to push. I was like, yeah, yeah, I told you it hurts. (laughs) So then at 542, you were born. Okay. I know this because my mom always calls me or texts, not calls me usually, texts me at 5.42 in the morning. So it was a very short labor. 
five and a half hours. So yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I I know because uh, <laughs> she always also posts like a picture of each of us on our birthdays, like on Facebook or whatever. And my picture is always like she's you know woke up from a dead sleep basically <laughs> at five forty to do this, and it's always like the weirdest, crappiest <laughs> picture, like out of focus. Like I try I'm, to do it the night before sometimes. Yeah, and then Madeline and Caitlin get like these gorgeous model photos, and it's like here's a picture of Jacqueline when she just like finished cleaning the litter box and she has like no hair or something. Um, do you remember reading to mm-hmm. us, or do you remember having any little literary aspirations? Yeah, I think we read a lot. We had lots of books. We always read. What was the first thing you read me? Oh God, I don't remember. Are you even my mother? <laughs> <laughs> the very first book. <laughs> it was probably like the label on a can of formula or something. You did love to read, though. I did. Obviously, yes. You could read before you went to kindergarten. How did I do that? Because I taught you. We had a little um, computer. What? It was, yeah, I forget what it was called. It was a little thing, and it played cassettes, and it taught you, like, phonics and stuff. Oh. You know, I have a vague memory of this little cassette tape thing. Yeah, it was probably, like, the size of a computer, like, and it had cassettes and books. There was one story I remember. It was about a little boy named Michael, and it was his birthday. Do you remember that? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I remember. You could read before you went to kindergarten, and your kindergarten teacher was so impressed. And I learned from listening to tapes? Mm Mm-hmm. They were phonics. I don't understand how that could teach anyone to read. Well, if you learn, like, you know, it was learning phonics, so... But I, ha- but I must have had to look at something, right? Yeah, they had books to accompany the tapes. Oh, okay. We kept that, I think, and then Caitlin actually used it, too. I got a little lost on that one somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? Madeline came two and a half years after me. Caitlin came ten, and you forgot the computer for the second kid? I had a lot going on. You had a lot going on. <laughs> well, she's a teacher now, so I guess it worked out somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. she's That's funny. She teaches other kids how to read because you traumatize her so bad <laughs> we did have lots of books we had sesame street books you like watching sesame street and barney i was telling someone the other day the funny barney barney song when you'd watch barney and when the little barney song came out at the end if we weren't in the room with you you would just scream so we all came in there and sang we all had to <laughs> sing the song together yeah actually that's funny i was just telling someone that story recently too Barney song. because <laughs> it's the i love you song at the end right yes i remember my dad telling me yeah if you didn't like come in there on time you'd be like screaming and crying mm-hmm. and you'd all have to sing the song together and i'd be like I love you. <laughs> We're a happy family. That was funny. So, yeah. That was true. I was a demanding little kid, wasn't I? You were very attached we, to me. When we would go places, you wouldn't really leave my side. That's normal for kids, isn't it? I guess, yeah. Well, we didn't really know anybody when we moved here. We didn't really have any friends. But then we did go to Gibbery, the little Gibbery class. Mm-hmm. We still stayed by my side. Aww. But we did make some friends. Well, let me see if I can find Are You My Mother? I love that. Oh, so I'm Googling it, and <laughs> there's other books that are, like, similar and one of them is are you my boyfriend why is mom so mad (laughs) what if that was our favorite book growing up like what's the one book your mom always read you why is mom so mad (laughs) i'm intrigued now i have to read that well let me ask you this did you read with your mother um i don't remember that really (laughs) i don't think she did i want to (laughs) say i mean not to be mean but she had like 
three or four jobs at a time. I don't really remember reading with it. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think that's a thing they did when I was a kid. It was kind of like, go play. That kid <laughs> you went and played with. Like, parents didn't really spend a whole lot of time with you. So I think what happens in Are You My Mother is the mom's sitting on the egg, right? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I got to go find food. So she flies away, and then the egg hatches, and the kid's like, Hello. Yeah. And then he goes to look for her. He goes to look for her and he he asks everything if it's his mother. And I remember being a little bit scared of the part where he sees like the big yellow thing that makes the big loud sound, like the construction equipment. Mm -hmm. Can you guess what he says to it? He said, are you my mother? I'm like coaching her. I'm like. <laughs> I thought it was a trick question. <laughs> no. <laughs> says are you my mother and it it's just so scary it could have anything could have happened to him well i was thinking about this because i remember um because you worked at the angus junction for a long time when i was a kid right from basically the time i was born to oh it was right after madeline was born I started working there. Okay, so like all my like earliest memories are basically the Angus Junction. Yeah. And I remember you would get ready to go to work, but you would put me down for a little nap first in the waterbed that you and dad had, because mm -hmm. hashtag 1994 or whatever. <laughs> and, and I'd be taking my little nap, and I, you would go to nap with me, and we would nap together, and you know what happens next? Oh, my God. Did you wake up and I was gone? Uh, Yeah. Oh, my. Freaking I'm every so freaking sorry. time. Yeah, so I identify with this little egg in the nest, and it wakes up, and its mom is gone. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Well, I'm, I'm sure Dad knew because he would then deal with my little tantrum every time. But I remember you would put on your, your perfume, and you would spray your hair because you wore a lot of hairspray back then. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Well, I associate the smell of hairspray with being abandoned. Oh, <laughs> and I would wake up, and I'd be so confused, and I'm like, where is she? And that's why I hated naps. Why you would nap at four o'clock in the afternoon? I don't know. Isn't that when people nap? Yeah, well, it's way too late. I remember napping and waking up, and you wouldn't be there. And then I was like afraid to ever go to sleep. Hmm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was realizing as I was telling that, like, oh, she's not gonna have any part in this because she's gone. Like, she doesn't remember <laughs> <laughs> when I woke up. What about me and Madeline together? What was it like when I met her? Oh, you didn't like her at all. <laughs> <laughs> when she was first born, yeah. we were at the hospital and she cried and you tried to run out of the room as almost knocked the nurse down. You wanted no part of that. She was too loud. <laughs> I guess you were very sensitive to sound. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't her biggest fan. Yeah. No, she loved you. <laughs> you didn't really <laughs> like her. <laughs> I liked her. When did I start liking her? I must have liked her eventually. Mm, until much later. <laughs> what? Remember, you, she would, she'd wait for you to get home from school. She'd wait all day. And she'd be like, Jackie, Jackie, let's play. Let's play Barbies. You're like, okay, you going to be this Barbie, the one with no head. <laughs> okay, Jackie, that's great. <laughs> I don't know about that. Why would we have a Barbie with no head? Well, we had one with no arm. Maybe it was the one with no arm. Remember? She had no arm. Oh, that was my favorite Barbie, <laughs> the mermaid. <laughs> Okay, Jackie. <laughs> okay, Jackie. Okay. I remember one time I came home from school and I was so mad because she was just like, while you were gone, we switched rooms. And I was like, the hell we did. You can't just take my room. Okay, <laughs> dad's house? No, at, at our house. Oh, we never switched rooms. I know we didn't oh. because I said, no, we're not just switching rooms. With the double windows. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember another time I came home and, uh, or wasn't it? She did two things. One was she had bangs like every 90s little girl, and she chopped off her bangs. <laughs> she did that at your dad's house. Not oh. No, she just cut a piece off, I think, and it stuck up for months. <laughs> 
until it grew in. And then the other one was uh, she broke the towel rod off of your bathroom wall. <laughs> she said she was hanging on it because she wanted to show me. <laughs> she broke the rod off the wall. How old was Madeline when she learned how to read? She was probably like kindergartenish, first gradeish. And how old was Caitlin? She was before kindergarten as well. I feel like everybody who hears this is going to want to be like, what is that little computer thing called? Because it seems like know. magic. I mean, all you got to do is teach phonics, like with the sounds the letters make, huh. and then you can make three-letter words. For some reason, I, my brain just went, huh, eh, m, hem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that word. <laughs> the first three-letter word. That's what you do. You just teach teach the sounds that the letters make, huh. and then you just make three simple three words called CVC words, consonant, vowel, consonant. Oh, okay. Well, you only know that because you're a kindergarten assistant now. You didn't know all that back then. <laughs> I know. I did not, but I still taught you to read. <laughs> oh, so you're in a kinder you're a kindergarten class assistant. I got bumped to first grade. I'm in first grade. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. You were kindergarten now you're first grade. Yes, now first grade. Which is a whole lot more stuff to know. Really? Yeah. Like you have to mark up words and stuff with like consonant blends. You have to underline if you have a a glued sound you have to make out a box around it that seems needlessly complicated yeah like a closed syllable word you underline you have to put a brev over the vowel and i'm like why (laughs) when in my life would i ever use this in the old elementary school where madeline and i used to go that's true is that weird has it changed at all or are you just like oh i'm a ghost exactly the same (laughs) like do do you see little ghost jacqueline and madeline walking around I think I was in Madeline's class last year. Her kindergarten class was my kindergarten class. Oh. But some of the teachers that were there when you were there, they're like, you had kids used to go here. Yeah. <laughs> like they'd been there forever. <laughs> Today, this little boy had a napkin. His mom wrote him a note. It said, you're so smart. <laughs> she spelled your Why are you Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Did he correct it? Did he put like the little brev over it? And... No, he didn't know. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll take all the funny little kid stories. I'm like your mom spelled that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you should have like marked it up and then sent it back and said, give this back to your mom. <laughs> that would have been funny. You see where I get my, my grammar <laughs> from, I guess. <laughs> Not from me, no. You're way smarter than all of us. Nah, it's just because you, know, this- you, were, you were in all the Franklin County spelling bees. And we would try to help you study, but we couldn't pronounce half the words. So we weren't really much help. <laughs> I don't think I could pronounce the words either because I just like read them and I'm like, and then somebody says it and I'm like, well, what the heck is that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but it was funny trying to do the spelling bee when you had these women that were super Southern yeah. and they had like a really thick accent so trying to say the words and you were like, you were like, that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I know because you and dad have this Long Island accent or like neutral accent. And then I get in there and I'm like, what, what do you say? <laughs> I remember one of them, it was like seventh or eighth grade so it was a very easy word to spell but the lady said your word is terror terror and i was like are you cosplaying as a dinosaur right now like what is this it was terror terror i do remember that you did you were always a very good speller yeah but you know one time in fifth grade i copied off a jessica barker spelling test Uh it was just one time though i think that's pretty much uh 
all the stuff we had. Oh, did you have a favorite book growing up? Um, I like that book, Are You My Mother? But I also remember I really liked The Monster at the end of this book. Oh, I love that book, too. Mm-hmm. I remember you brought me to the Bun Library. And you're, okay, you were always, like, telling me to read books. This is another thing we really need to address <laughs> because nobody, yeah, you would take me to the Bun Library and be like, oh, I loved this book. And then you would, like, get it to me and then I would read it. One of them, I swear to God, was The Scarlet Letter. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you keep telling me you didn't tell me to read the scarlet letter when i was nine i I think i remember reading that but like in high school i don't know that i would tell you to read it when you were nine well i did because i read it (laughs) in fourth grade and i remember i didn't understand a single thing and i was like why did my mom want me to read this book I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember we used to um, have, like, these little, like, Jacqueline and Mommy nights because, you know, all my siblings were younger. So we had Madeline and then Madeline's little friends and then it was Caitlin and everything. And so I remember Madeline would go to her ballet lessons and you would say, all right, it's just you and me tonight. What do you want to do? Oh, do we go to the cemetery? Yeah, what we went to the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you thought I was going to say, like, let's paint our nails. Yeah, we used to drop her off at ballet and go walk around the cemetery. Yeah, I said, I want to go to the graveyard. And you were like, okay, well, to your credit, you didn't say. I cemeteries. Well, it was, I think it was my idea, though. So, mm. But I feel like a different mom could have just been like, we're not freaking going to the cemetery, you weirdo. <laughs> we were just like, yeah, walk. I love cemeteries, too. Well, we were in Lewisburg. What else are you going to do? There wasn't Honestly, that's besides true. going to Walmart. I mean, you can see some interesting things in both places, but... <laughs> And yeah, and then you did take me to see Titanic when I was seven. Okay. Yeah, in the theater. And I remember it. <laughs> I don't feel like you were seven, though. I was seven. That's how old I was when it came <laughs> out. No, but maybe it was the fall when you were eight. I don't think it, it makes it any better to be eight, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> you were very advanced for your age. I just think kids are babied too much these days. Me and Madeline together, we used to watch Titanic like a couple times a year yeah. in elementary school. Kids are very baby. But also because we had no idea what was going on. You don't think I was overprotective? No. Because I've been called helicopter mom more than once by you two. Not by me. <laughs> helicopter mom. No, I think you got more protective as time went on. Mm. Usually it's the opposite way. Usually the first kid you're like helicopter in, and then by the third kid you're like whatever, throw them off the dock, they'll learn how to swim that way. <laughs> it really went the opposite. I could tell by our baptism outfits. Mine was a single, a, a plain white onesie. We didn't have a lot of money. Madeline's was a, a cute little white dress. Caitlin's was a flowing, <laughs> multi-tiered lace gown. I want to say Caitlin and Madeline had the same one. I want to say they didn't. <laughs> and then mine, it was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, you knew. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I think you went the opposite way on things, which is interesting. No, but I was still protective. Well, I didn't think you were under or overprotective. No. I thought you let us explore and do stuff. Mm. You didn't treat us like babies. You treated us like, not like equals, but like you could. Apparently, you could, if I just let you see Titanic, you were <laughs> <laughs> That's why I feel like people, um, people will say like, oh, do you remember like when you had the talk? And I was like, I don't, I never had a talk. I just no. always kind of knew things because I fucking watched Titanic. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And then I let you tell your sister. <laughs> you asked Madeline, when did you have the talk? Well, it was when my sister told me about Titanic. Yeah, I liked our little cemetery walks though. Yeah, we had fun. I remember when we would go some places and you would not want to go and you would just sit there like when we'd go to the zoo and stuff and you would just sit on the bench yeah <laughs> and look pouty I have a lot of pictures of me <laughs> just like sitting in places I didn't want to be <laughs> 
being pouty. Well, here's the thing. It was always really hot, and we only ever had the money for one water bottle between the five of us. <laughs> I distinctly remember we could only buy one bottle of water, and everybody had to be like, and then like pass it. And then they had two. I think we could get two <laughs> for the five of us. Only five dollars a bottle. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't like to go to the zoo because we all had to act like we were afloat in a lifeboat at sea, and we didn't know when we were going to get rescued. <laughs> <laughs> if I saw a leaf with some dew on it, I'd think, let me go over there. It might be my last chance. <laughs> you can't break into the animal cage. <laughs> let me share your water. <laughs> Do you remember when you were only a few weeks old and I was changing your diaper and we had cloth diapers? Mm-hmm. Why we thought cloth diapers was a good idea at the time. Yeah, it sounds disgusting. And I um, was trying to pin it and I stuck the pin in your side. <laughs> A little voodoo doll. <laughs> this little drop of blood came out, and I cried for like an hour. <laughs> I was like, I punctured her liver. <laughs> I punctured her liver. Aww. And then we, uh, I think when you were six months old, we went to California, mm-hmm. and so we got regular diapers. And I was like, Whoa! <laughs> like the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> we never went back to those nasty. Why cloth would you do cloth diapers? They were like supposed to be good for the environment. It was like they would come and pick them up and wash them and bring them back. Oh my god, be, really? Yeah, it was a service, like trash. Service. What year was I born? <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, they probably still have them. It's supposed to be better for the environment or something. You have all that waste. Well, I'm sure they are. Yeah, but they would leak all over the place. It was a mess. <laughs> Like, no wonder they invented disposable. I know, and then you never had to puncture my liver again. (laughs) That's so funny to imagine that, like, the baby's organs would be, like, a millimeter below the skin. (laughs) (laughs) It was very traumatic. (laughs) Well, I can assure you, I I don't remember anything. Maybe that's why you had those kidney problems. Because you poked me with a pin. (laughs) With, like, a dirty syphilis pin from my, like, leaky diaper. No, what else was I going to say? You used to have little jokes you used to tell. My favorite joke was the... What kind of bees make milk? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you remember any other ones? I only remember that one. You have to give the answer now. Oh, what kind of bees make milk? Boobies. <laughs> now I grow up and I remember telling that joke and I thought the adults were laughing because I was hilarious. Like that was a great joke. And instead they were laughing because like this little kid is so weird. No, because the little kid was saying boobies. boobies. <laughs> I'm glad I was amusing. <laughs> Funny. Okay, well. I'll let you go to bed. Okay. Thank you for taking this little walk down memory lane. Okay. Hope I gave enough information. I think I had a good time. I did. So I was like, I don't remember any of this stuff. <laughs> you sometimes you remember things that I don't remember, and I think you make them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I swear I do remember things, and you're like, that didn't happen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, we should do this again. We should uh, have a, a little interview where we interview everybody about our little kid self. We have like a sibling one. Well, yeah, we'll do it at Christmas and it'll turn into like <laughs> I'm making it up versus she's making it up. We can have others to cooperate. Okay, well, thank you, Mommy. All right, love you. Love you too. If you think of anything else you want to okay. tell me, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay, Bye. have a good night. All right, love you. Well, that was also a great conversation with a mom. But hold on, before we get to our next mom, I need to tell you about Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash firethecanon, you can find ways to access all of our rewards tiers. For $3 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, which includes we read goosebumps, 
we talk about various topics related to books. We talk about Rachel's boyfriend talking in his sleep. We did a Theo birthday episode that's about to come out. So if you want all that and more, go to patreon.com slash fire the cannon and check us out on social media. We're fire the cannon pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Gmail. You can go to firethecannonpod.com. We have fun cartoons and games on the website. That's not true. And please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. The reviews make a huge difference for our visibility to other people. We get recommended more if we have more reviews. Uh, So thank you. Okay, back to the episode. Let's hear about this other mom. everyone welcome to a very special mother's day episode for the fire the cannon podcast i'm one of your hosts rachel and with me this time is someone i've known longer than anyone else on earth that's right it's my mom anita you want to say hi hi everybody yes i'm rachel's mom i get the credit So our idea for this episode is just kind of to talk to our parents about books, like books they read to us as kids or, you know, books they had read to them as children or whatever they felt like talking about. So that's what I'm here today to talk to my mom about. So you told me that you've been thinking about it for a little while. Do you have anything that you already wanted to talk about or or just kind of go wherever? Well, I had a couple things. So unfortunately or fortunately, uh, Rachel's dad always wanted to be the one to read the books. So he got to pick the books, and it was always a chapter book, even when she was little. So it was Little House on the Prairie or Velveteen Rabbit. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, so those are all, I would mention those, but when you interview him, he's going to be talking about all of those books too. (laughs) So I wanted to think about a book that maybe we read together that your dad didn't really care that much about, which was not a chapter book, but it was called Martha Speaks. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? Theo, when he was really little, there was a book that he, we've told this story on the podcast before, but there was a book that he bought in elementary school, like with some points that was called My Dog Talks because he thought talks was short for toxic waste. And he really liked toxic (laughs) waste at the time. Oh my gosh. And then he found out it just means like T-A-L-K-S. But so we talked about for his birthday doing an episode on My Dog Talks, and he found it and was like, it's kind of boring. A better version of My Dog Talks is Martha Speaks. Yeah, that was it. So I think we saw so. a cartoon of it on Reading Rainbow, or they talked about it. So Rachel, when you saw it, you're like, oh, really? Because we always had dogs. <laughs> so you wanted to get that book, read it, and then get some alphabet soup and feed it to the dog so they would speak to us. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because we were just talking the other day about teaching Kaya how to speak by whatever that mat is that you were talking about. Yeah, Kaya is my parents' chocolate lab. Who is she six now? Yes, she's just turned six. She's six and... We were talking about there are these companies that make these like buttons so you can record your voice saying words and the dog can learn to press the buttons to say things. But I think you were kind of saying you didn't know if you wanted to do that because Kaya would always be pushing the button that's like snack, 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 snack. Yeah, she would either want a snack or a walk or all the things that I don't really want to 
do for her right now. So <laughs> she's, yeah, she's been put on the green bean diet because she was too chubby. Yeah. So she, now she just whines, but I can read her mind. So I know what she's whining about. So I guess I don't really need to teach her how to speak. <laughs> but anyway, that was a really cute book though, that that dog would eat the alphabet soup and learn to talk. But so Rachel was obsessed with that. And so we got her that book and I just was reading on the internet how there's, they made a series out of it. Well, there are several books, and then they made a cartoon series out of that book, which I didn't know. <laughs> That's funny, because we we only, for most of when I was a little kid, we only had PBS, right? So I basically watched Reading Rainbow every day. Yes, and actually, Rachel learned to read by watching Sesame Street and sounding out all the letters of the alphabet. <laughs> I don't know if she's mentioned this before, but I homeschooled her for the first two or three years, and actually, I didn't. I say I homeschooled her, but she homeschooled herself. When the other <laughs> girls came along and I was going to homeschool them because it was so easy, it, it wasn't the same case. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually had to teach them some stuff, and Rachel had, was self-taught. It was funny because you, like, we talked about how, so you had to get the little girls, or you had to get Emily and Becca a tutor because you were like, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like they must have some kind of learning difficulty. And the teachers were like, no, they're totally normal. <laughs> yeah. I just was had Rachel to compare them to, which I guess was not normal. <laughs> She's abnormal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just loved, I don't know why, I don't know why I loved reading. I remember when my mom was, this was pre-preschool basically, like mother's morning out time, I feel like. And you had bought this book, like a reading workbook, I think. And this is my one of my earliest reading memories was there were all these like little stories and you go through the book. And one of the stories towards the end of the book, it had a picture of like it was like a little simple cartoon drawing of a cat. I think it was curled up in front of a fireplace, like laying on a rug. And I saw that and I was like, Mom, can you read me this story? And you said no, you need to learn how to read it yourself. And then when you said that, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. And I think that's the moment where I was like, I have to learn how to read. Oh, and then I read it and I was like, that was boring. Oh. <laughs> why didn't, why wouldn't I read it for you? You, cause you're supposed to work your way through the little stories, you know? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Cause each okay. story builds on the previous ones. Mm. So you were like, we have to get there in time. Oh, well, and then also when Rachel was little, we'd go to Books a Million, and of course, those little paperbacks were not cheap. They were, you know, seven or eight dollars a piece, and she would read them in 30 minutes. So <laughs> we'd go in there and spend maybe a couple of hours because we'd get a snack and whatever, hot chocolate. And I'd tell her she has to decide. She can get two books. So she would pick out the two books she wanted, and then the whole rest of the time she would read, and she'd read about four or five books while we were there and just buy two. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the problem these days is you can't read as like the books just take longer to read. So oh. maybe you could read one book at Books a Million, but you can't be doing five. Well, you could stay there longer, I guess. Yeah. And also our library was because my mom would take me to the, the local library. But at the time, it was so, so tiny, like so small that I, I feel like I almost like worked my way through all of the books that they had for me. Yeah, that was a little section. But I was kind of glad when um, the Kindle came along. But so we would go on these month long trips to Hawaii and Costa oh. Rica. And I would say, Rachel, this is great. You need one of these Kindles because, you know, you can put a lot of books on here and then you don't have to carry. She would carry a backpack filled with heavy hardback, hardcover books. Mm -hmm. And that was like her carry on. I was like, look, if you get this Kindle, you don't have to bring any of those books. But she kind of fought it for a while. But I think 
now she's glad that she's got a Kindle because she doesn't have to carry around all those heavy books. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I did have some back problems as a small child. Gosh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it was heavy. Also, like when we would go to Costa Rica, because since we were homeschooled for part of the time, we could go for like a month or something. So I would get a suitcase and then I would literally have to fill half of the suitcase with books because, you know, you have to have a certain amount of books. And then also you have to have a little bit of a buffer zone, because what if you bring books and you don't like them? Oh. I, there were a couple of times when I ran out and it was miserable. But that's I did tell this on the podcast on the Pride and Prejudice story. But the reason I first read Pride and Prejudice, like I read it really young compared to most people's age is because I was in Costa Rica and I ran out of books. And when we went to the used bookstore in Montezuma, they only had like two books in English. And one of them was like half the collected works of Jane Austen. And you said, oh, you should try Pride and Prejudice. It's I've read it and I think it's really good. So that was why I read it. And I remember I said to you like, oh my gosh, mom, I can't believe Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy got together. <laughs> yeah, you were probably like eight or 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? I thought they hated each other. This is crazy. <laughs> That's before you knew how they do those plots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I remember going to like a coffee shop where they have people leave books for you to read and that kind of thing. And there was never it was slim pickings for your age. Because I think the only people who went to that area were like surfers, basically, just no kids were going going and bringing books and when you're hanging out on the beach or like in the hammock at the time we were there you know there was no phone service for us there was no internet like we had to pay to go to the whatever what are they called internet cafes yeah send an email you had to go pay yeah all we could all i could do is read a book basically <laughs> so i would really run out fast yeah. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think what other stuff because, yeah, dad, since he was since you were homeschooling us, you were with us most days and then he was working. So when he came back, I guess he was like reading the stories at night. That's a pretty easy one to do. Yeah, that was his only parenting job, really. During the week. <laughs> brushing teeth. <laughs> like if yeah. Becca didn't want her teeth brushed, he would brush them. Yeah, he'd brush Rebecca's teeth. I'd get everybody ready for bed and then he'd sit in the chair and read books. Until everybody had to go to bed. <laughs> I'm trying to remember some other book memories. I know, um, so when we would visit my grandpa in Illinois, his farm was pretty close to where Tom Sawyer was from. Yeah. So you would always be like, I'm from the same place as Tom Sawyer. And I think we visited, how many times would you say we visited his town? Hannibal, Missouri. Oh gosh, I don't know. A few. It was fun. They had a lot of fun stuff there. They had that. The cave. Yeah, they had the cave and then they had the white picket fence that supposedly they painted or he convinced his friends to paint for him and mm -hmm. Huckleberry Finn is from that area so the big Mississippi River I would always point that out and I don't know why I liked it all so much but I did work in Hannibal and they would always have in the summer what was it called Mark Twain days mm -hmm. and have like a frog jumping contest and oh yeah fence painting contest I mean <laughs> watermelon spitting I don't know just weird stuff like that. Well, that was, yeah, that was something that you always talked about. I feel like also whenever we'd visit grandpa, like the farm's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So we would do farm stuff and like pick blackberries. But like if we wanted to actually do something, the option was like to go to the Mark Twain town. Yeah, we had to go somewhere or where so, Abe Lincoln was from. That was nearby. Oh yeah. There were a few, yeah. few people in the area that we could check out. That was before everybody could drink. So now we can go to wineries in the local beer hall. <laughs> I don't Back think, then. I didn't even know 
know there were wineries. I feel like I went to the bar one time with you the most recent time. Oh, yeah. There's a really, there's some nice wineries. They're a little bit like 45 minutes or so. That's not bad. That's not so bad. Mm -mm. Well, I think you had also told me that you had a story, like a reading story about from when you were little. Oh, I did. But it was sad because um, trying to remember, it was P.D. Eastman. It's called Are You My Mother? And I read that book to you guys too, I think. Oh, yeah. But I used to read that, well, because my mother was never really around when I was little. Mm -hmm. And so that book, I would always read it. And it just made me sad. Oh, no. When you were little, you read it? Yeah. When I was little, I would read it because the poor little bird's going around <laughs> trying to find her mother or his mother. He does find her, though. Yeah, he finds her in the end. So that was good. But you had a good dad, though. Yeah, but he wasn't around either because of war. Oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's why I was I always try to do things for my children that I couldn't with mine. Well, I think you guys did a good job. Yeah, you read that book to us when we were little. You Didn't you read the one about the bunny? Remember the one? Oh, Where the, the bunny keeps saying to its mom, like, what if I turn into this? And the mom's like, I'll find you. Oh, and he's yeah. like, what if I turn into a fish? And she's like, well, I'll turn into a fish too. Yeah, that was another sad one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't sad because she found the bunny, <laughs> the baby bunny. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was a good book too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Plus, my mom never even read to me because I don't even know. I know she could read, but yeah, she didn't like to read. <laughs> Plus, she didn't like being around her children that much. So, oh no, <laughs> she liked the grandkids. Yeah, she liked. She really liked Becca, but I don't even think she read to Becca. So I don't know if you should take that part personally because she didn't even read to anybody. Yeah, she. I don't think she liked to read much. Or maybe it was just hard or she couldn't see. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? She was a good grandma. And um, anyway, that's why I always like to read. And I would read sometimes like those particular books. When I would read them, they would kind of make me sad. But then when I had my own kids and read those books, it wasn't sad. It was like happy because I, it was a whole different ball game. Well, that's good. I didn't know Are You My Mother was that old. I don't know how old I thought it was. It's old. Late 50s, early 60s, something like that. I remember. Wow, that's interesting. Do you remember also, I'm trying to think of some other book stories. Do you remember, I think the first book that I read, like full book, not in, you, you need to tell me if I got this wrong, by the way. So I kind of, when I was little, you would kind of bribe us a little bit for things. Like when you were potty training us, you would buy me like this little toy, tiny little random toy called like a, what were they called? A pocket pal, I think. Pocket pal or like, like a, a little animal or something. Yeah. They're like these little dogs. Yeah. And you would buy me one for like every night that I didn't like wet the bed or whatever you would get me. Oh, one. wow. <laughs> or not wet the bed, but like when I was using pull-ups. Oh, yeah. Because also my best friend at the time was six months older. So she, of course, was like potty trained before me. And when you're really little, like when you're two, six months is a is a really big difference. So I don't know why I always felt like I had to be at the same level as Maggie, but I did. Yeah, it is a big jump. Yeah. So you would you'd get me these little dogs. And then also the first book that I ever read, you... And dad said that you would get me this thing that was called a come here puppy, which was like a little robot dog. Uh -huh. Isn't that right? And then you would like clap and you'd say, come here, puppy. And then yeah. it would just walk to you. But that's about it. <laughs> that's about all it and could it would, do. No, it could bark too. 
It would yep. bark. Yep. And maybe it yep. would sit. Yeah. But I think I got the pink one. They kind of look like Yorkies. You yeah. could either get like gray and white or pink and white. And I think I got the pink one. And I think I read Hop on Pop. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I do remember that one. Yep. That was the one. It had um a hard word in it. Like it had Timbuktu or Kalamazoo oh. or something <laughs> towards the end. Oh, shoot. But that was a great. Yeah, that was a good book for sounding out because you knew all those sounds. Dr. Seuss is a good one for that. Uh-huh. Also, the other funny story I remember from you with books is do you remember when we went to a grocery store and you let me and Emily each pick out a chapter book that we wanted to buy? Do you remember what they were? Uh-uh. At a grocery store? No. I think it was a grocery store or like a Piggly Wiggly or something. Like they had a smaller selection of paperbacks, like pretty cheap paperbacks. But I'm pretty sure that I bought Beezus and Ramona because you were like, oh, I think you would oh, like this. And then do you remember what Emily got? Oh, shoot. She got a abridged children's illustrated version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. I don't know why she did that. I think she liked the illustrations. That just reminded me of the uh, Boxcar Children series. That was another oh, yeah. series because those kids didn't have any parents either. <laughs> That's true. I, you shouldn't have read those books when you were little, Mom. I was like, oh, this poor kid. They don't have any parents. And then they go find their grandpa. Anyway, I loved it. I was like, oh, that was so fun. So I wanted you to read all those. And you got obsessed with the boxcar children. You had all those mm-hmm. books. I don't know how many they made of those. I didn't get all of them because I think I probably, I think by the time I outgrew them or caught up or whatever, I probably had like 30 or something. Yeah. But I think there's like more than a hundred because oh after my. the writer died they kept making more and more wow i definitely the first one was definitely my favorite because you know i guess maybe all little kids go through this but all little kids i think have a phase where they're like i bet i could live on my own yeah where they want to run away and just see where that's going to take them or whatever yeah or if they can find food or water <laughs> or some place to sleep yeah did you think about that because you lived on a farm so you were probably already able to do a lot of the stuff the boxcar children did oh Oh, sorry, for the audience, for anyone who hasn't read The Boxcar Children, it's four siblings, and after their parents die, they're scared that they're going to be separated from each other, so they all run away, and they live in this abandoned boxcar in the woods, and like the older two kind of go to town to work part-time jobs, and then at the end of the book, they find out they have like a rich grandfather who wants them to live with him, so they go live with him. And he, like, has the boxcar brought to his house. And then after that, they just solve mysteries. Yeah. I think they could have quit after book number one, maybe. That was the best. <laughs> yeah, it was the best. Because you, you learned all kinds of things. Like, I remember they taught you, like, oh, if you want to keep milk cold and you don't have a refrigerator, they tied, like, a little string to the milk bottle and they would dangle it in the river. And that would keep it nice and cold. Mm-hmm. And they would do all kinds of other things. But I'm trying to think of other books like that because I know I really liked My Side of the Mountain as oh, well. Yeah. Which we had that on VHS. Yeah, I read that when I was in junior high school, I think. Were you still into that idea? Yeah. Did you think, like, oh, I could do I that? I did, actually. That's maybe why I joined the Marine Corps. Because <laughs> <laughs> that book? Because <laughs> of wanting to live out in the woods or something. Did you end up doing that? at all we had to do it during OCS and TBS we'd have to go out in the field for a week or two at a time and not shower and not you know have any hot food or anything so it was kind of like that I got over it quickly that was good (laughs) (laughs) I also think like um when I read it at the time you know because in that book it's I think he's 12 or 13 and he's obsessed with Henry David Thoreau 
and he just like really, really wants to go live like Thoreau did. And he asks his parents and they're like, you're a little bit too young, but you can do it next year. And so he's like, oh, I'm just going to run away and do it myself. And then he just does that for a year or something. But at the time I was like, why didn't his parents let him? And then now I'm like, obviously they're not going to let a 12 year old live in the woods alone. (laughs) They're going to let a 13 year old do it. Well, not, I mean, (laughs) honestly, like even an adult is going to have a hard time doing that. Oh yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he did it. I feel like there were even other ones. Do you remember when I tried to run away once when I was little? I do. You packed your bag and you had, it was all full of underwear, I think. (laughs) There was underwear. (laughs) I think it was full of underwear. But I remember I talked to you and dad about it because I was like, I don't want them to feel insulted. So I was like, hey guys, I'm not running away for any reason. I just want to give it a try. And you guys were like, okay, go ahead. Because we lived in this you know, a very residential neighborhood. And I'm sure you were like, she's not going to make it very far. But the reason I couldn't, I had to turn back is because I set out with my little backpack full of underwear and my sisters and their friends just followed me. So I was like walking down the hill and there were five or six, just like, you know, four-year-olds behind me. I'm like, I can't do this. Oh, darn it. Foiled. So I had to go back. That reminds me of um, Nicole and Kyle when they were like two and three. These are some family friends of ours. They were the, Nicole and Kyle are the same ages as my younger sister, Emily and Rebecca. And Becca's been a guest on the podcast before. They told their mom they were running away and she was distracted. (laughs) They just took off down the road, the two of them, and a neighbor found them and brought them back home. They were like down the main, it wasn't a highway, but it was a nice busy road. Oh no. And they were just walking down the road because... And so a neighbor picked him up and said, you know, what are you guys doing? They said, we're running away to Miss Anita's because she's a better mommy. We want her to be our mommy now. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know why they said that. but That was mean. Well, was, were you flattered, though? Well, yeah, I was flattered. That was nice of them. But they probably wouldn't like me if I was their mommy. <laughs> I'd have to be mean or I couldn't spoil them. Well, especially if you had... I mean, like if they moved in, you would have had six kids. So like you, you would have had an even harder time. Well, do you have any books where you're like, so for me, whenever I would read books or I'll think to myself like, oh, that's a book that I would want to read to my kids. Do you have any books where you're like, I want to read that to my grandkids if I can get my kids to have kids someday? Oh, let me think. Any of the books that I haven't already read? I don't know. Or any books that you did read with us that you're like, I still really like those. Or books that dad used to read to us and you're like, no, it's my turn now. I would like a chance at reading the Little House on the Prairie books to him because I did read those when I was little or younger. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I would start to read a book or two and then your dad would take over. So maybe I could actually have my own book to read, like series. I could either do that series or... Oh, I know what I liked. Beezus and Ramona and Ramona the Pest. Mm-hmm. I liked those books. Your dad probably wouldn't care to read those. So maybe I could read those books. Yeah, those are funny too. He Maybe he would want to read the Henry Huggins books, but yeah. Beezus and Ramona, they're funny. I The thing I remember the most from those books is, and Ramona was right about this, there's one chapter where she like, the family has like a hundred apples up in their attic 
and they go up and they see like Ramona, who I guess was maybe five or six or something. She's sitting on the floor of the attic and she's surrounded with all these apples that just have one bite taken out of it because she says like, oh. whenever you eat an apple, the first bite always tastes the best. She oh, just gosh. took like a hundred first bites. Of that, I don't remember that part. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But I did just think of one last book, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh, yeah. This our teacher read when I was in third or fourth grade, I think. And I loved that book. And I remember trying to get you to read it or whatever. I, I don't know if I ordered it or tried to get it at the library, but I guess you finally did read it. But about the time that I got you guys interested in reading it, that movie came out. And so I don't know if you just watched the movie or Jim Carrey is Mr. Popper. I'd never seen the movie. So I think we read the book well before the movie came out. Oh, good. Because I just love that book. I thought that was an interesting idea where he would order these penguins through the mail and then raise them in his apartment or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he like um, he turned his basement into like an, an ice skating rink for the penguins. Yeah, that was cute. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was a cute one. So that was one you read when you were a kid? Well, I I guess my teacher read it to me in fourth grade or third grade. Hmm. Maybe it's in third grade because <laughs> I don't know if they did that in fourth grade. Oh, I also remember when I was a little kid and I would get in trouble, you would make me go to timeout and I would go to timeout and the timeout was always the big comfy chair in front of the bookshelf. <laughs> oh. So I remember like sitting in the chair and like angrily kicking my chubby little legs and then being like, hmm. I don't even care. This is where I would want to be anyway. And then I would just like take some books and start reading them. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't go to timeout that much, I'm sure, because you're such a good kid. Some of my friends who are older <laughs> siblings, whenever I talk to them about my sisters, they're like, oh, well, you know, you're the oldest. You know how it is. Like the oldest kid always gets what they want and the younger ones have to listen to them. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know who they're talking to. I don't remember that either. I know. Poor Rachel, she was always, because she was so, such an obedient, good child that we'd always say, Rachel, just go over there and be patient and we'll deal with these, let me deal with these guys right here. And, these little brats. And then it would take all day and then, <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing that I really liked reading, actually. I think that made it a lot easier for you guys. Yeah, that helped, I'm sure. Because if you had been like hyper or something, that just wouldn't have worked. Yeah, I think it was probably beneficial because then you could kind of be like, oh, can you just, here's your school lesson for the day and now I'm going to work on teaching Emily and Becca how to read. That was it, exactly. I think I read books yep. to Emily and Becca sometimes too. I know that Emily, she would pretend to read a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> She'd hold the book upside down. So. And not even say words, right? What was what would she say? She's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> the book upside down. That was really funny. <laughs> so I've said on the podcast before that I went to like a private Christian middle school. And in my small class, there were two other Rachels besides me. And after I left that middle school, I found out that one of the other Rachels had told people that I was pretending to read fast, like I was faking it. I was just really shocked. She told people that I was faking reading books just to try to look cool. And I remember being like, <laughs> if I wanted to look cool, why, <laughs> why would I be like speed reading fantasy books in middle school? <laughs> yeah. No, you weren't faking it. No, I was not faking it. My rival Rachel. <laughs> on her and not for me. Well, you were just an enigma. <laughs> I really don't know why I like reading books so much. I wish I knew. Hmm. My nightmare is like if my kids hate books. Ugh, just don't get them a smartphone. I don't want them to have a smartphone for a while. <laughs> I know it's so easy to just have your kid watch shows 
on the iPad or whatever, but uh, I, I really would rather them read books because once you get started with the iPad, it's hard to stop. One time we were at a restaurant, maybe even a year ago, and there was this, it would have been like a family dinner night, mm-hmm. and there's this little family at the table next door, and the two parents were on their phones, and the two kids each had an iPad in front of them with headphones. Oh, no. And that was their dinner out. It was just pretty sad. That is too bad. I don't know. Maybe you can hope that they just talk all the time at home and they needed a break. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were tired of talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thanks for coming on to talk to me and the audience about some book memories, Mom. You're welcome, and thank you for making me a mother, Rachel. You're welcome. Happy Mother's Day to your <laughs> listeners that are mothers. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to you all. Um, this will come out a couple days after Mother's Day happens, but, you know, hopefully they'll still be celebrating in their hearts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, for the week. Yeah, the week, the Mother's Day week. Okay, well, on to the next segments. Bye. Bye. Wow, three moms in one episode. This really is a Mother's Day. Thank you all for listening. This has been Theo. We love all of our mother listeners. We love all of our children listeners. I think that covers it. And farewell from Jackie, Rachel, and Theo.